This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today. Hey folks, this is your friend Dennis Connor coming to you with a podcast produced and directed by Specialty Produce Network. And thank you for all this opportunity. I, I know that our our viewership is is, is getting uh, better and better all the time. I'm very grateful for all that Specialty Produce Network is doing for me. So today we're going to talk about the uh, 36th America's Cup and what happened uh, in Bermuda and uh, what's going to happen as we move forward. So we know now that uh, the event in Bermuda was uh, successful on some fronts. Certainly if you're a Kiwi, it was successful because the uh, New Zealand team beat uh, the Oracle team and uh, wrestled the cup out of American hands for the first time in 10 years. And now it's headed off to the wonderful place of and, and country of New Zealand. And it's going to be a very interesting and good event. So let's, let's talk about what happened. First, we know that, uh, the racing was not so exciting because it was all just done for TV and we had some fast, uh, uh, catamarans racing around, but it was all contrived. The races had to last 17 minutes. So uh, they just changed the course depending upon how much wind there was. And the, uh, it wasn't really very much drama, but we, we've gone through all that. The bottom line, is that uh, the Kiwis won and the Americans lost. Well, I think one uh, thing that people are interested in is wh- why did the Americans lose? Well, I think that what happened is the uh, Oracle team was a little o- overconfident. They uh, won uh, all the lead-up series. They're, they were a polished group. They won the uh, uh, racing uh, intramural racing leading up to the Cup, and they were very to- uh, confident and a confident team going into the cup. Well, on the other hand, the Emirates team, New Zealand, they, they didn't have a lot of money. They didn't have a lot of practice. They stuck to themselves down in New Zealand. So there was no uh, practice against the other teams and people didn't know what to expect from them. But what they did have, they had a lot of creative talent down there in New Zealand. Don't underestimate the uh, Kiwis and, uh, and what they can come up with. So in this case, they, they came up with the uh, uh, bicycle pumps, which were a big advantage because it freed up the, uh, the, the hands to, uh, of the crew to do other things and develop more power. And, of course, the technology they had and the way the boards uh, were controlled and the way the angle of the wings, the foils were controlled, was a big advantage. And they used that advantage to uh, basically uh, – beat the uh, Oracle team, 
which was uh, too conservative, too conservative on the land and too conservative on the water. So, uh, looking back on it now, not to uh, cast any aspersions on, on uh, Larry and uh, the Oracle team, I just don't think they had the creative talent that they needed to uh, make the, the changes and come up with the uh, innovation that needed to keep the cup. So what happened? Cup's gone. Okay, so now what? Well, the first thing we know is that the event will be held in uh, New Zealand in uh, three or four years in uh, 2021. And the uh, challenger of record is Prada, Team Prada. And Team Prada is really a challenge based out of the Yacht Club of uh, Sermala, close to Sermala. And it will be paid for in part by uh, some Swiss money and the history of the Luna Rosa is, has long been established. The Italians love to race, and they're going to do a good job. So the challenge was all orchestrated by Grant Dalton before the event was over. When, once they had a feeling they were going to win, they had a hip poc, uh, pocket challenge, as we call it, where uh, Prada was really already selected as the challenger of record. So the moment they crossed the finish line, the uh, Prada folks were there to challenge uh, for a uh, event. It uh, precludes anybody else from, from being the challenger of record. So we have the, the Prada team. We don't know too much about who their skipper is. They haven't um, announced much of their team. All we know is that uh, it will be a very professional, uh, well-run group. And uh, we'll have to wait and see who ends up steering the boat and is in charge of the boat on the water. But the big news of the day, the big, big news is that the uh, New York Yacht Club has challenged again. And some of you might remember that the last time they were uh, in the event was when I was racing on their behalf in 2003 in uh, New Zealand. We had a lot of issues, a lot of excuses, opposite of no excuse to lose for those of you who have read the book. We had every excuse to lose there was. We, uh, our boat sank, uh, our brand new boat sank in Long Beach when the rudder fell out. Boat had a very rough landing in the bottom of the ocean. It had to be flown back to uh, Newport to be rebuilt. We got a late start and uh, one thing led to another and uh, we were lucky to make the uh, final four and in fact uh, deserved to lose and we did. And the New York Yacht Club was uh, disappointed but it wasn't the end of the world for them. They have a lot going for them in Newport at their new base up in, in uh, Newport. The club has been redone. They had some very good leadership in the forms of uh, Reeves Potts. Tom Wooden is on the board there at the Yacht Club. And the Yacht Club's done just fine without the America's Cup. They have more racing there in Narragansett Bay than any other place in, probably in the entire world. People love to go there with Harbor Court. And the Yacht Club was doing well and is doing well and continue to do well. And with this added boost from the uh, challenge uh, generated uh, by the Amway folks, Doug DeVos, and uh, his father, Rich DeVos, uh, probably chipping in a fair amount of the money. Basically, the, as I understand it, the deal is that the Yacht Club has been indemnified against any financial risk. They'll have uh, some special insight newsletters for the members and some uh, su uh, support facilities that 
will be in New Zealand so the members can go down as they did in 2003, have a place to stay, very good hospitality. And uh, if they want to chip in some money, uh, GoFundMe will be uh, there for them to give the loot. But basically, the $100 million budgets that it will take to run the Cup are going to uh, be coming from private, rich billionaires that uh, will leave the uh, New York Yacht Club harmless from a financial fiduciary responsibility. The uh, challenge is really called a quantum racing because Doug DeVos bought quantum sales. He wanted Terry Hutchinson to help him sail his uh, boat. Terry's a uh, fine, fine sailor, a good, a good person from the Annapolis area, nice family, and he'll do a, a very good job. He'll represent the club well. He'll represent uh, Doug DeVos well, and it'll be a uh, class challenge, well-financed, and I expect uh, big things from them. I uh, am wondering a bit about the uh, sales, because I believe the sales are always a key part of every program, and obviously it's in the best interest of the quantum racing for them to develop and use quantum sales. They'll be writing off a big uh, portion of this uh, from a marketing standpoint, my guess through uh, quantum sales, and they're going to want as many quantum logos on the sales as possible. Well, that, that's all well and good, but what happens if the quantum sales are not as good as North sales? And uh, it will, you can argue back and forth who's better. Certainly quantum's capable of uh, making uh, great sales, but whether they can match the technology and the expertise of a company with all the where, wherewithal of North, time, time will tell. So, You've got the uh, Prada Challenge from Costa Somalia. got the New York Yacht Club with the uh, Quantum Racing Challenge, the DeVos uh, family uh, money behind this, uh, Terry Hutchinson experience guy. Those will be two strong challenges. The next, What will happen next? What about any other challenges? Well, the, the GBR team that was run by Ben Ainsley, they, I would say on a grade of 1 to 10, they, they got a 2 or a 3. And uh, must be extremely uh, disappointed with the performance and the leadership uh, of the management team of GBR. But uh, Ben Ainsley is uh, still well-known. He's part of the uh, establishment there in uh, Great Britain. But uh, he still has to show me the money. I know that the Land Rover, which was the primary sponsor last time, was uh, quite disappointed with the amount of extra S-A-L-E-S, that were generated by their uh, participation in the Cup. They, they uh, When they went to Bermuda, I can tell you, they, they practically uh, were counting the were counting on that Cup coming back to Great Britain. The parties at the Royal Bermuda Yacht Club were extravagant. All of the sponsorship parties were <coughs> upper class, high brow with blazers and the ties. And uh, they were counting on that Cup coming back to to uh, Great Britain, and for them not to even make the finals, very disappointing. So in the America's Cup game, not much has changed. Uh, it's the, show me the money. Where is the money? And the people that don't have the money don't do as well as the ones that do. I mean, our Stars and Stripes campaign, we got a lot of bang for our buck, but we were frankly underfunded and uh, always behind the eight ball from a standpoint uh, of the money. So 
we have to wait and see how the, the uh, GBR team will do. They do have the uh, backing of uh, uh, Tony Langley, the head of the uh, Gladiator Transpac 52 class. Uh, he has three TP 52, so he must be getting a little bored of beating up on the uh, on the other TP 52 owners, and uh, is looking for uh, uh, new ways to use his competitive instincts. So I understand that uh, the uh, Gladiator team will be supporting Ben Amesley in a big way. And an interesting side note there is that he has three Transpac 52s. He raced in the uh, series uh, last September up in uh, San Francisco. And I understand that uh, uh, the Gladiator team boat will be coming to San Diego, California. He'll enjoy the weather, the ambiance. There's a lot of sailor base here. Driscoll's in Mission Bay is a reasonable from a price standpoint as far as uh, how to keep the boats out of the water, dry sailing. They have a good facility there. Tommy Driscoll and his family have done a good job developing that. So you'll see uh, more Transpac 52s here in San Diego in the uh, uh, upcoming uh, months and years as the uh, they make their presence felt in, in San Diego. The uh, Gladiator team will use some of the local talent. I'm I'm a little nervous. I, I'm, I'm always struggling to find uh, top-notch uh, talent. And with them here uh, paying people to race with them and the excitement of a Transpac 52, I'm worried that I'll, I'll lose some of my crew. and it may, It'll be more difficult to find a crew, and that's one of the reasons why PHRF has not flourished in San Diego the way it might is because it's hard to find crew. On a my Nelson Merrick 43, we, we like to have one crew per not a win, so 12 not so win, we need 12 people. Well, not that easy to find a commitment of 12 people to come, give up their uh, Saturdays or Saturdays and Sundays to come down to the club uh, at 9 o'clock, get out there by 11, sit around and wait for a two-hour race and get back at four, basically wrecks your whole day. So it's difficult. But if you have a Transpac 52, like the Gladiator with the Langleys uh, uh, will be bringing here, the, the Bud team is uh, well-established here uh, with uh, the help of Julie and Dave Survey. They built the class, and they'll be uh, the uh, uh, big pack uh, team. Uh, we'll, we'll be here with their boat. So we're going to see four or five of these uh, TP-52s racing in our waters. They're going to be very exciting to watch. And for those uh, hardcore sailors that uh, do like to participate in races like the Hot Rum, I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, first week of November you, you see uh, Bud and the Gladiator uh, uh, folks out there in the in the Hot Rum. So you've got three potentially good teams. So you've got the GBR, you've got the uh, New York Yacht Club, and you've got the Prada, all going to challenge the Team New Zealand uh, to try to win the Cup back in 2021. So what about the next question is that um, I'm often asked, and uh, there's a lot of conjecture about and what will happen, is what about the boats? Well, the uh, boat of weapon of a boat of, cho- of choice will be something in the range of 75 to 80 feet long. It has not yet uh, been announced. 
my guess is they'll have some sort of a rotating mast with a sail that uh, be, uh, hang on there that will be something of uh, high tech. They'll have to probably rotate because America's Cup's all about innovation and technology, they got to have something to talk about. They got to have something to sell. So there'll be some uh, innovation that will come out of these seventy-five to eighty-foot monohulls, sloops, not catamarans, that we'll be seeing out on the race course uh, in the Rocky Gulf, two thousand twenty-one. The next thing is, what about the keels? Well. There has been some conjecture that the keels will uh, swing from side to side and uh, we'll have the swing keel technology involved. That could happen. But uh, wings, uh, the the foils on the bottom, I don't see it. Maybe I'm just not up with the technology involved, but I just can't see a big boat like this uh, up on a plane up on the foils unless it's blowing awfully hard. And if you have that, uh, you take a chance in light air, you're going to be a real dog in light air uh, dragging those uh, uh, foils around. So uh, we'll have to wait and see. So my guess is you're going to 75-foot sloop, fancy rig, sail hung behind that, that uh, will go, oh, maybe 14 15 knots upwind, and maybe 20, 25 knots uh, downwind. But they're still going to need some soft sails in front. They're not going to be just a jib going downwind uh, like in a catamaran where the wind was uh, brought so far forward that you were really, all you did is ease the jib out six inches. You you went 10 knots faster, the apparent wind came forward, and uh, off you went. So we'll... Be hearing more about the the boats in the future, and the, and the rules involved with the boats. So that's the, the rules. If you're a Kiwi now, and you uh, had loved the Cup like they did, you had the event there for what seven or eight years, and was a wonderful thing for the economy, for the people, the folks, the sailors. Everyone loved it. And then uh, Russell Coots basically. Uh, was very clever, went to work for the Swiss with a uh, hardcore team and took the cup off the New Zealanders, and they really miss it. So they don't want to make that mistake again. So they're trying to write the uh, rules of the of the competition as much in their favor as they can. It, it uh, smacks of the, of the all we heard about the New York Yacht Club back uh, 50, 60 years ago when they were writing the rules uh, on their behalf, <coughs> excuse me. But so now the the, the uh, rules they succumb to the pressure from the media. Well, what about nationalism? Well, we know that's a bunch of baloney nationalism, because for the first uh, oh hundred years of the cup, the boats were crewed by uh, folks from the from the challenging. Uh, Countries, uh, but not by by country, but by by uh, the continent. So we saw the folks that were uh, working for the British and the Irish in the beginning. They were Norwegian crew. They weren't uh, from uh, Great Britain or or Ireland. Uh, 
so the nationality rule has always been sus- suspect to me. It's never really been part of the challenge, but this time it will be. So I understand. And again, I'm not, I'm not up to the, on this as I should be, but I understand that uh, three of the 14 crew, which is the guess on how many will be involved sailing the boat, will have to be uh, passport carrying folks from the country of challenge. So if you're Italian, you're going to have to have three Italian passport holders. You're American, you're going to have to have three uh, American passport holders or British the same way. The uh, other part of this nationality rule is, is easy to get around uh, in a normal uh, situation, but I also hear that they're going to make a rule that the uh, crew that's sailing on the boat has to have spent uh, 400 or 450 days in the two years uh, prior to the cup in the country of the challenge. Well, you think of it that way, that's a third of a year or, or more that you're going to have to spend in the country of, that you're racing for. This poses some problems to me because uh, if you're New Zealand and you have government support, why do you think the government's supporting this? It's, it has to be for financial reasons. They're thinking of the tourists that will, will come down there bring their money and spend it there, the hotels, the businesses, the uh, value-added tax. But if you're going to limit the uh, crew to having to uh, spend a third or more in the country of the challenge, obviously there's going to be two different bases. They're not going to be a base all in New Zealand. They're going to be a base in Great Britain. There's going to be a base in uh, Annapolis where Quantum is or Newport, Rhode Island. And there's going to be a base somewhere in uh, Sardinia, and the money's going to be spent there, or maybe not Sardinia, but somewhere uh, along the western Italian coast, but it's not going to be spent in New Zealand. So here on one hand, you've got the New Zealand uh, defense challenge uh, supported by the government. It's the only America's Cup challenge I've ever heard of supported by the government, but it's been going on for some time. So you've got the New Zealand government there, uh, for obvious uh, good of the New Zealand people, but now you're limiting the amount of time people can come down there and uh, bring their team and uh, have the effort of of the uh, challenging teams. But uh, who's going to come if they're not there? You're not going to be going down to New Zealand to just to sail around in the Haraki Gulf, as nice as it may be. It won't. Uh, it's not going to happen. So you got to come. It uh, uh, seems to me opposite working against the opposite. So you hear you want to encourage people to come to New Zealand, but then you're saying, "Well, you can't train here," and uh, so be redundant to say we'll have to wait and see how this all works out. But I know I've had people calling me from uh, potential crew uh, of these countries in the uh, to live in the U.S. to recommend them for a visa. Well, why? It's because they're going to have to train here in the U.S. They can't just come in here. The customs are all over this. If you come here to the U.S., you know, for a week or two, one time, well, I'm on vacation. But the second time, well, you're here for 100 days. Where's your source of income? Who's paying you? Are you working here in the country? Where's your visa? 
And where are your, where's your tax ret- return? It, it, the, uh, we all know the pressure that the government's under for tax. Look at our California state tax, up, up, up. It's not going to gas tax, everything, tax, tax, tax. So the uh, government's going to be watching the income tax returns of these guys that are going to be racing for the quantum racing here and practicing here in the U.S. if that's uh, what the rules are going to require. Well, we'll have, it'll be very interesting as the uh, New Zealand, Royal New Zealand Yacht Squadron starts leaking out the uh, rules of engagement and uh, what will be required to uh, participate in the cup. So we, we, uh, what about the other teams? Artemis racing. We, we know, we know we're th- what, about three teams, but Artemis racing, I think they're, my guess is they're going to take a pass. I think if they r- were going to race in the catamarans again without a nationality rule that they, they, they would have been back. But now don't forget the boat has to be designed and built in the country. I don't think they have the talent there in Sweden to uh, make this happen. Uh, probably get killed for saying that, but that's the way I see it. The French, well, uh, I, I I just don't see it. They're great with catamarans, and they, they love their catamaran racing, but their offshore uh, racing teams have not done that well. They don't have a group of uh, base of experienced big boat sailors. And then what's what about again? Show me the money. So the, it's one thing to raise twenty million to race around the world on a catamaran, but it's another to raise a hundred million dollars and uh, fund a team of a hundred folks, design and build the boat in a country, sail it in France, and then go off to New Zealand. It could be done, but frankly, very little chance of success in my mind. So. Without a chance of success, where are you going to find the sailing talent? James Spithill, he joined a uh, very exclusive club of, uh, uh, of folks that have won the cup and lost it. As far as I know, there's only two of us, James Spithill and Dennis Connor, in this exclusive club where they have won the cup and, and, and then lost it. So I'm sure James Spithill would like nothing better to uh, be a, uh, a bit like Dennis win it, lose it, and bring it back. But the question is, bring it back to where? So we'll have to wait and see what will happen with, with James Spittle. But I doubt if he's just going to want to show up and race for a team that doesn't have a chance to win. A very competitive guy, wonderful talent, uh, one of the best there is in, a ma- in match racing in big boats, America's Cup veteran. But he's not going to just show up to cash a paycheck. He, he was well paid by Oracle has a nice house and wife in uh, San Diego, and I don't see him just signing up for a willy-nilly challenge. So I don't see uh, any other really competitive teams on the horizon to uh, challenge at this point. Of course, it could be a challenge from the third world, Russia, Japan. uh, There's a lot of countries that are raising their hand like they'd like to race. But show me the money. And... uh, so far, I don't see the uh, individuals stepping up. As far as the corporate situation and the corporate backing, that's getting more and more difficult. It used to be when you raised the money, if the CEO liked you, he could make you an appointment with the vice president of marketing. You had a good pitch, and with the nod of the CEO, they, they would sign up for a sponsor. 
but and they got a little bang for the buck. But now, with the horrible TV ratings, and uh, you got four years to go before you're going to actually see the racing, and then it only lasts for one month. The TV questionable, if it, if at all. Uh, how do you how do you sell uh, more insurance, or how do you sell more Cadillacs if you don't have TV? And you can't run the ads to support your sponsorship. So I, I don't see uh, the BMWs of the world, the Land Rovers of the world, General Motors of the world stepping up with $30, $40 million for a marketing budget without a uh, demonstrative way of selling more cars. So I, I think it was going to be a very difficult, very, very difficult corporate sell based upon the marketing opportunities to sell more product. So you need rich guys, and that's why we see uh, Tony uh, Langley and, and uh, Doug DeVos stepping up with the private uh, private funds. So, okay, so that, that's uh, that's where we are right now. We're going to wait and see what the what the New Zealanders are going to come up with all the details. But you know, based upon what we've seen so far, they're going to do everything, everything in their power, make it as difficult as possible for the challengers to come up with a competitive effort. They're not even going to allow you to sail against each other two-on-two testing. So it's going to be a tough cup to rest away from the New Zealanders this time. You're not, and you're not going to have Russell Coos showing up just with pure talent to take it off of them. If you were a betting man right now, at least for the first uh, round, you'd bet that Team New Zealand is going to successfully defend the Cup. It's going to be a big event. There will be a new Viaduct Village. The Kiwis are going to do a great job of hospitality, and everybody's very excited about uh, looking forward to going down to, to this beautiful country, and, and including me. And if I can't make it, I, I, I hope there's a good TV. So... This is your friend Dennis Conner at the Specialty Produce Network giving you an update on the 36th America's Cup. And look forward to, uh, maybe I'll get uh, James Spithill in here and uh, let him tell you a little bit about what he knows. He's down there. He'll be racing the Sydney Hobart race, and he lives here in San Diego. We'll, We'll see if we can't get him down here. Thanks, folks. Thanks for tuning in. And that's it for now. It's uh, your friend Dennis Cotter signing out today. Thank you.